here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Many, 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 are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza. Because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Crange. <laughs> Who delivers <laughs> this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In the, in the big spot. Who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Rich from the uh, Voice of Wrestling flagship podcast. Just want to let you know that uh, tonight, uh, Case Lowe and I recorded a podcast. Case Lowe was filling in for uh, Joe Lanza, who's actually visiting his family back in New Jersey. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, a bunch of different topics. Uh, New Japan Power Struggle, uh, the World Tag League Blocks, um, uh, Global Wars UK, and, and most specifically, I think the, the highlight of our show was going to be our Dragon Gate talk. We're going to talk about Dragon Gate, uh, Gate of Destiny, and Akira Tozawa's graduation ceremony. Uh, basically, as we were recording, we noticed a lot of issues going on uh, with our recording software. Uh, we had tried to fix it, and I think we got it a little bit. I mean, you will hear in this part of the show that I did, you know, was able to resurrect, which, spoiler alert, a lot of the episode was not able to be resurrected. But uh, the part we did resurrect, you'll hear uh, some weird glitches here and there, some audio connections, some call quality issues. Uh, we thought we had that corrected in the last half of the show. Everything was, you know, looking good. My program was working fine. I uh, come to find out as I laid the audio down to, to sort of edit it is that uh, the recording program that we use, which is Pamela for Skype, which is absolute shit, and I updated it this week, and 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 I'm I'm really gutted that I did because it absolutely completely destroyed this episode. And looking on Twitter now, which I probably should have done before, I see that tons of people are having issues too, even. You know, you know, fellow wrestling podcasts are having issues with that program, so uh, that really pains me. That I, I should have known, I should have been better about that, but whatever. So I, we recorded on panel with Skype. Um, what happened was, is basically the last half of the show. It for whatever reason, I have no idea what would possess it to do this, but it recorded both of our audios on the same like at the same time. So w- there would be huge gaps of sound where there was no audio. And then any then anything that we said for the next like ten minutes would be over each other. So it would be me talking, case talking at the same time, and it was it was unintelligible, and you could not understand anything. I did my best to piece together and thinking, okay, cool. What if I grab this little part here, this little part here, this little part here, this little part here? After about an hour, I said, okay, what am I doing here? It, it still sounded like garbage, and you weren't getting the content that we wanted to deliver. We wanted to deliver high quality content on this podcast. That's always what we try to do. So when we couldn't do that, um, I basically had to throw in the towel. So unfortunately, this week you are going to get a, an abbreviated version. 
version of the Voice Wrestling Podcast. You will only get the uh, New Japan Power Struggle uh, review. Um, we really wanted to talk. I mean, the last half of the show talking about Dragon Gate was really the part that I was looking forward to. I was really, uh, I, I thought Case did a great job uh, with it as well. That's kind of his home promotion doing the Open the Voice Gate uh, podcast. So it kind of sucked that we weren't able to get that. And uh, I really just want to apologize to everybody who who subscribes to our feed and who s- supports us and, and follows us and does all the other good stuff. Um, I, I really, I wanted to do everything I could uh, to make this episode work and to make this episode the quality that I want to give you guys. And, and I always pride myself not on necessarily the content quality that we do on the show. Cause I think we do a very good job of that, but also the aesthetic quality of the podcast sound good. They, you know, they're aesthetically pleasing. You want to listen to them. They're not, they don't sound like tin cannon strings type stuff. Uh, this episode, I, it, it just pains me that we a you know you're listening even the parts that were resurrected don't sound great and then b that the the parts that i just had to completely scrape because i just did not feel right releasing those and they just sounded like absolute crap and there's no way you would want to listen to them too you'd listen for two minutes and 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 and, and want to depart immediately so uh, i do apologize to everybody for that i you know we always try to deliver highest quality that we can and, and i couldn't do that this time so i apologize to all of our listeners uh, and i hope you understand that why we had to kind of chop off the half and, and i hope you still appreciate uh, the little bit that we did uh keep on and, and did resurrect but again i want to definitely apologize to case who, who gave me his time this entire evening um that we weren't really you know able to get the most out of and i want to apologize to all of you as well that i wasn't able to deliver the the quality and also our sponsor dollar shave club uh who was gracious enough to sponsor uh this week's podcast they got an inferior product this week and that makes me feel pretty bad as well um so i hope that uh, everybody can um at least understand uh what i went through and, and what i really tried to do to try to get this episode uh to work and and uh, you know I've been trying for hours now and it's just, it's not going anywhere. And I just have to chop it off at this point. Just to call this a loss, you know, throw in the towel. It's over. So anyway, I appreciate uh, everyone's support. Uh, and I hope that you understand why this episode is as abbreviated as it is and why it does not sound as good as it is. And I will do everything we can to get it fixed uh, for next week. So I, I, I hope that by next week we'll be, be all good and we can get back on our normal uh, voice wrestling uh, flagship podcast schedule and, and, and deliver the high quality content that we want to deliver to you guys. So uh, anyway, enjoy the uh, abbreviated, version of the podcast this week take care all right welcome once again to the voices of wrestling flagship podcast i'm rich Krejci alongside not joe lanza today joe lanza is in the mcmahon territory i believe he's swiping right on hairdressers right now he's back in new jersey visiting his family so i got the best feeling i could find the guy that last time when when joe wasn't able to do a show i had this man on this this young lion this young lad we have here, and and people said you got to bring him back. We love him. We love him. We love him. Uh, it was it, to be fair, it was five people, so I shouldn't say everybody, but those five people, I take their opinion very highly, and that's why Case Low has returned to the podcast to fill in for Joe. Case, how's it going? I'm very well. Um, if I'm still a young lion, does this mean the third time I do the show, I get a sweet jacket with like black flag logo? Yeah, you can. Uh, no, well, I think you can grow your hair back now if you'd like. Okay, um, right. we, we've told you to keep it shaved for a while, but yeah. go crazy. I mean, don't go, don't go nuts. I mean, but you can grow your hair a little bit now. I think. Do I have to um, dye it purple or red or some you know, bizarre color? Uh, a few more matches, I would say, do that. Oh. I don't know if you're ready for that yet. We don't want you standing out too much uh, amongst the crowd now. But uh, yeah, Case, uh, uh, it's, for people that don't know a little uh, about you, can you kind of give uh, people kind of a recap or a little bit about uh, what you do for the website and what you do uh, elsewhere? Um, I do most of the Dragon Gate coverage for Voices of Wrestling. I am a, a member one-fourth of the Open the Voice Gate podcast, which you can find on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. And I do our AAW reviews, uh, the hottest promotion in Chicagoland and Rich Crate territory. 
Um, and I sort of do whatever else Rich needs me to do. Um, and, you know, I, I scrub the, the lands of dojos. You would not believe mm-hmm. what's on the floor there. I don't really want yeah. to talk you about make a, You make a great udon soup, though, so we'll, we'll give it up for that. That's always, that's always <laughs> yes. wonderful when a big um, pot of udon soup is boiling <laughs> in the other room. And it's, ah, nice job, Case. Nice job. So, uh, What possessed you to come onto this podcast with me? Why, why when I said, hey, Case, I, you know, I need someone to fill in. Would you please talk to me on Thursday night? I mean, I get why Joe does it because he's also stupid. You have to have something better to do, sir, right? I mean, you're in high school. You're a senior. You're a high. School. You have nothing better to do than talk to me. I have literally nothing better to do. <laughs> oh. um, my my senior year of high school is sort of, and especially now that that I've been accepted into uh, a college and looking at, at a back. Not brag about no, brag about it. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, I, I'll be in Craigslist hopefully at this time next year in Columbia, Chicago, studying comedy writing and performance. Um, so now that I've been accepted, I just sort of show up. Um, I, you know, I care about my broadcasting class. I, you know, I, I'm very well in, cre- I'm doing very well in creative writing. And then it's just sort of me hanging out and watching Torimon for the rest of the day. I sort of, uh, <laughs> How do you, I always wonder that. So I was wondering that the other day, cause you're always on our Slack chat during the day. Do you have your phone or do they have like a laptop? Cause I, like I'm, I, I'm out of, co- I, like last time I haven't been in high school since, I mean, I graduated in 2005. So it's like so foreign to me because like we had like terrible Nokia cell phones or whatever at that time. And they were like, if we see those, we're going to like confiscate it and you'll never get it back or whatever. Like the idea that like you were somehow watching Torimon like during School, I, I, it, it, it's just unfathomable. So my sophomore year, is it on your so, calculator? Because that's how we used to do it. We used to cheat on our calculator and play like games. So that must be it, right? Uh, sorta. Um, <laughs> it's not. Damn it. Do you have calculators anymore? Do you even need calculators? Anymore? I don't have a calculator this year. But also, I'm <laughs> not taking a math class. I got all my math credits out of the way. Cause I hate math. Uh, so you know what? You're smart like me. I did that too. My senior year, I didn't take one yeah. single math class, <laughs> and I've never taken another yeah. one since then because I do this and I do web design and I do social media. And I was like, nope, I'm never gonna need math again. Screw you! I'm not taking math my senior year, and it was the greatest year of my life. So, like, I've got like a phone calculator, and like most people use that. Like, unless you're in like a like a pre calc class and need a scientific calculator, sure. most people use their phones. Now, teachers will sometimes be like, "Hey, don't use your phone on your test," which is understandable. But for the most part, it's it's a phone calculator. Um, we started implementing technology in my sophomore year, and then last year, my junior year, it was required that everyone has a device of some sort, so either an iPad or a laptop. And the school provides you with one, and you can rent it out if you if you can't afford it. Um, but I've got my my MacBook, and you know I position myself in every classroom. So, and this is like first day of school, I'll position myself in a spot where I know I can watch IWA Mid-South during fourth period and Torimon during fifth, and no one's going to notice, or, you know, God forbid someone comment on that, because it's hard to explain butcher to a 17-year-old girl, like, that's not a very easy thing to do, um, but yeah, I mean, I've got my computer open and, and I take notes digitally. So a lot of times it's it's one tab of Dragon Kid and then another sure. tab of of U.S. history notes, and I just go back and forth. And you know, the my my grades this year are the best grades I've ever had. I'm I'm a straight A kid now. See, so Dragon Kid uh, leads to good grades. I think the Dragon yeah, Kid in general I, leads to good grades. So so it, no one's sitting behind you then, right? Are you like in a you're in the like yeah, the deep dark corners I'll of go, the room? I'll go back okay. room or like some teachers will like desk against the wall on the side, and I'll just bury myself on a 45 degree angle against the corner and like <laughs> I, I participate in class like I'm, fascinating my biggest fear in life is like a quiet classroom when no one wants to participate it's the most uncomfortable thing because like teachers get annoyed they're like oh i guess no one's paying attention so like i participate in every class i make it a goal for myself because i think it's it's 
good to help myself be vocal, um, I make it a goal to participate and raise my hand at least once every period, um, which is probably obnoxious, but yeah, I do it because I think it's good for me to, you know, to speak some. Um, so it's a, it's a really... I hated you in school, by the way, but yeah, uh, that's all yeah. right. No, I didn't hate you. I actually, no, I was the same way. The un- the uncomfortableness of, like, no one talking is the worst because of the, the worst, too, is, like, if you do that, then they'll just kind of spring questions yeah. on you and, like, point at you and be like, all right, no, you went, like, so I would get out ahead of it. If I knew an answer to something, I would right away, like, because you get that hand up in the first five minutes of class, you're basically good yes, to go with the rest of the class. Like, you were like, hey, I participated here, and then maybe you do it a little bit, like, 30 minutes later, and you're not getting called on again. Like, they're not going to look at you again. They're like, yeah, you're cool. You're good. We're going to look at everybody else that's you know, cowering in fear and, and, and under their desk hiding from, from my point. So it actually is a good strategy to just get out there ahead of, uh, of the teacher and start uh, giving some answers. That's, I, that's I know good. how to that's play the strategy. game. The first three weeks of school, I am on top of everything. I win the teachers over. I am witty. I'm in, I am comical. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, you know what? Case can do his thing. He's going to turn his work in. He's going to be respectful. Let him just sort of do his own thing. And that's what happens. And I end up watching Tori Mon in school. <laughs> That's why we love you, Case. So uh, we've got plenty to talk about today. we got uh, New Japan Power Struggle. We're going to review that. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Tag League. We have blocks and uh, very <laughs> odd participants that we'll get to in a sec. We have a little bit about the uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11, the potential card. We'll kind of break down what we have and what we know so far. Uh, also, Revolution Pro Wrestling and New Japan are doing a joint show in the UK right now, Global Wars. Uh, one of the shows, as you're listening to this now, is has already concluded, uh, happened earlier today. Um, in the UK, and then the other one is going on the next day. So a lot, by the time a lot of you guys listen to this, these shows will have already happened. But I think it's still worth us kind of breaking them down because they'll be up on VOW in a few days. And I think, just looking at the cards, I think you're going to probably want to buy these. And if I'm seeing the reports right, I think you're going to want to buy Night One, pretty much uh, guaranteed. And then we're going to talk uh, Big Show from Dragon Gate, uh, your, uh, your home promotion uh, for the Open the Voice Gate uh, podcast. Dragon Gate, we're going to talk about the Gate of Destiny show. Of course, Akira Tozawa's graduation, his final moments in the company. So we'll talk a lot about that um and then a few other things kind of here and there in between but uh, that's going to be our main focus here so if you're looking for hot wwe takes uh you might need to go elsewhere because uh, it's not happening and i i don't in case you no, said you haven't I, watched i WWE haven't watched hell in a cell um i've got like a system now of i'm gonna i read like a few different pay-per-view reports like i'll read you guys of course the group reviews i'll see what tj hawk has to say um and if none of you guys give anything four stars plus i don't bother watching it because i just there's only so much time in my That's life, hard. and I'm still young, and I just can't. I can't spend time on. Yeah. Don't throw away your life like that. No, do not throw your way your life away watching crappy WWE in 2016. It's just it's it's just not worth it. So you're doing the right thing there. But yeah, we'll get to all those. But uh, before we start, though, I do want to let everybody know that this episode of the Voice of Wrestling Flagship Podcast is sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. And and case if anybody knows about I shaving, it's you. Twenty right? minutes I mean, before on air. Before we went on air. Yeah. Is that true? I want. I, I don't want to lie here. I don't. We we don't lie in these advertisements. When we talk, we, I, you promise Rich, me, sir. I not that only you shaved. I use my razors from DollarShaveClub.com, and I got those with the promo code Voices, and that is a shoot, brother. Yes, you're you're a smart man there. So I'll. Uh... You're, 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 you know, you're, I, I like, this is why we like you, Case. You're a good man. But anyway, uh, you don't have to choose between price and quality to get an amazing and affordable shave. We've talked about this many times. DollarShaveClub.com is the answer to prove just how amazing that shave really is. Right now, they're going to give you your first month free to join the club. DollarShaveClub.com uh, delivers amazing razors right to your door for the third of the price of those greedy razor corporations. And, and, and you know, 
I, I, you're probably like Joe. I hate Big Razor. I don't like Gillette. I don't like all those. You know, I have no time for all those companies. I like Dollar Shave Club. I hate Big Razor. hate those greedy razor companies. But anyway, go to dollarshaveclub.com and pick a razor that works for you from their lineup of amazing blades. I did this. You did this. And, and many of our listeners have already done it. And that's all there really is to it. You know, I get a first class shave. I use the executive blade. Uh, when I use, I use it with the Dr. Carver shave butter. I don't know if you've used that. That just makes a smoky smooth shave. It's great there. The blade just gently glides to the smoothest shave I've ever had, you've ever had, and all of our listeners have ever had. If you tried it, try it, and you'll see. I promise I wouldn't lie about that. But uh, uh, today is your chance to see why over 3 million members like me, like Case, like Joe Lanza, and all of you love Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality of all their products that now you can get your first month of the club for free. You just pay the shipping. After that, just a few bucks per month. No long-term commitment, no hidden fees, nothing like that. There's really no reason not to do it. We've been talking about it a while. First month free, you pay the shipping. I mean, why would you not do that? So do it right now, dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. Helps us out, helps our gracious sponsor out, and you get a great shave. So it's win-win for everybody. So, case, let's get to this here. Let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle 2016. Last weekend, show went off. Uh, as I do with Joe before we kind of break down uh, every single match, what do you think of the show in general? Because I was kind of surprised. I had a lot of people, uh, at least on my Twitter feed, and, and I think even Joe Lanza in, in his review said that this was like a show of the year contender. This was an awesome, you know, next level, great top tier type show or whatever. And I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I don't know if it ever reached show of the year level for me quite. And that could be because I watched it with the expectations that I, what I'm going to watch is going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Still a very good show, but I don't know. Where did you kind of stand Rich, with that? We show of the year the or just a here. very good show? Um, I came into this show expecting a lot and I got a lot of very good stuff, but I didn't see this show as a show of the year contender. I saw this as a show with, with two or three great matches and a lot of very good stuff and a Bone Soldier match. <laughs> that Bone Soldier thing. Are you with me? That like, is Joe's on this like? Oh, it can I, be so I, bad, I it's good. I think it's bad. The first the Power you, Struggle show say? for the site, the one from Cork and Hall, and it was, I think it was a singles match between Bone Soldier and mm-hmm. Tatsu. And he like it. I have not watched that match yet. People tell it. me I have it, to, but I'm I'm very scared to do it. So bad. It's one of those okay, where you're I, that's watching what I think. <laughs> it, and I almost watched it twice because sometimes when I review a match, I'll get nervous that like I'm missing something and that I'm gonna give it two and a half stars. It was this three and three quarter star <laughs> intricate great detail, match. right? Because <laughs> Bone Soldier worked over Tatsu's uh, elbow the entire night. Man, like, yeah, no, probably not. What an atrocious feud. I don't know if it'll win my worst feud of the year because I think big old Tim Thatch and Drew Gulak. Uh, are in that territory in the Abe Sapolsky company, Evolve. But yeah, Bone yeah. Soldier and Yoshitatsu, man, not good stuff there. Yeah, it's down the street. Making a nice they're late really, run, They're though. really pulling for <laughs> Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about uh, we're, we're kind of going to bounce around here a little bit because I don't want to uh, just kind of break down the card and you know, match by match. But one of the matches that was shockingly good and I think a shock to a lot of people and and even people that kind of came in and thought, OK, you know what? It, it's not going to be terrible. Like I was one of the people in the preview that said, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a terrible match. You know, the, 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 the team in question has been very, you know, not not great, but has been better lately. But. What they brought here, and this is the Gorillas of Destiny defeating Chaos to win the IWGP uh, Tag Team Championships, or, or to retain the IWGP Tag Team Championships, rather. Uh, that match is one that, like, if you're listening to this, if you haven't watched that show, maybe you skipped the first part of the, the Power Struggle and you wanted to watch the last half, and we are telling you that the Gorillas of Destiny versus Ishii and Yoshihashi uh, was, like, a legit four-star was match. Did you like it as much I'm as I did? I'm imagine getting this match in, in February 
when when Tonga and Roa still had a chance, and you give them this, and you're thinking, <laughs> oh my goodness, goodbye Anderson and Gallows. We've got a, the new IWGP Tag Champions. This is the future. But instead, they stuck up the joint for ten months, and they bring us this. Yoshihashi and Ishii were tremendous, and I can't take away from Tonga and Roa. This was not my match of the night, but this was my number two. Uh, fantastic stuff. It was. It, it, I. I it, it's hard to believe because I was watching this match and as it's going on, I'm like, what? Like this? You would think that they're different people under the face paint than Tamatanga and Rao because they were just like they were bouncing all over the place. They were moving fast. Everything they did had like some impact. Everything they did was was quick. Like it wasn't the slither they had done like for so long. They had done like the you know Tamatanga would slither and then Tonga would be like the big power guy who would do these like moves like he's six seven or whatever. Then I don't know what the hell got into them with this match, but they were bouncing all over the place, running around the tag team moves looked great the double team moves looked awesome like everything they did was just like super impactful and, and yeah a lot of credit should probably go to Ishii and Yoshihashi because both of them are great but like you can't take the credit away from Girls of Destiny because they were also just as good they were in lockstep with those other guys which is is just insane like it's unfathomable that they were that good like how is that possible like I've never in my life seen a team have so many awful matches in a row like it's not like they had you know a bad little stretch here like you're saying it was months months upon months where they were just awful actively terrible hated most of their matches and then like even these things that happened a few weeks ago and and, and i mentioned it in my preview i was like okay you know they've been better they've been serviceable they've been okay like that last briscoe's match was like ah it's fine you know they, they weren't <laughs> offensive to my you know eyes or whatever and then like this match comes and it's like oh my god this is legitimately great and this you know if you would call this your match of the night, I wouldn't call you crazy. And it's like, how how were the girls of destiny in a match of the night on a stack show like this? And it, it's just it, it it boggles the mind how they did this. But it's just a fantastic match. A little over a little under rather fifteen minutes. Um, they of course retained their tag team titles, but still, just uh, you absolutely have to watch it. If if this is a show and you skip the first half and you go, there's no way, no, there's you cannot convince you to watch a girls of destiny match. I I promise you, Case promises you, Joe promises you. Anybody that's watched this match will promise you and, this and is you, it's you're incredible. trying to hit the, the nail on the head. Uh, unbelievable how good this match was. The, the way the girls of Destiny moved in this match, they were quick, and we watched from 15 feet away. Made your my my mom, your wife, there in the front row, Ring of Honor Global Wars. We watched we watched Tangaroa. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Three or four spots oh. in a in a basic eight man tag. Like Kushida does that thing in tag matches where he'll like handspring into the corner and kick two guys off the apron. And Tonga was there. Tom Tonga took a great bump with that. Roa just didn't comprehend that there was a kick happening. It just sort of just jumped off the apron just willy-nilly. He was so bad that we watched him from 15 feet away be awful. And now he comes into this match like a world beater. And I'm not totally anti-Grills of Destiny after this. I want to see them have another match this good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, is this like the ter- something clicked and they went, oh, this is what we should do, or oh, this is, you know, I, I, I generally wonder so. That's why it's going to be great to see them, uh, you know, again, I, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this, that I cannot wait to see their next match when I was just actively like, please go away and never come back. Like, I want to see what happens next, because I want to see if they revert back to what we've seen, you know, the prior 10 months or whatever, or if this is the new thing where they go, oh, okay, like, we just got to work a little bit quicker. We just got to work a little bit more purpose, because I, I don't 
you know, I, I again, you don't when you're against this or you're on the other side of the ring as Ishii and Yoshihashi, you look at it and go, okay, well, you know, maybe it's just those guys and and they're awesome. But I, I don't know. I, part of me just says that something clicked with those guys. It's it's it, like I said, the movement, the the speed that they were working with was just so much different than what we've seen. So I got to believe that something clicked or something was different or something about this night or I don't know what the hell it was. Like I don't know what substances they consumed before the, the they went out to the ring or something. I don't know what it was. I have no idea. Like I can't explain it, but it was just awesome. So it'll be great to see. Uh, their next match, and if they follow up like this, or if it's back to kind of Dudsville with them, but uh, I'll be watching for sure. And I did not think I would ever ever say that in my life. I can see uh, this being one of those things where it's just too little, too late, and he signed for a year, and he gets to January fifth, and we never see him again. But if he if he's here for another if he's here for another year, as of now, I'm I'm yeah, open to you know, the idea. Yeah. I'm not loving it, but I'm open to seeing more Tangaro, which I never thought I'd say. And then an equally awesome match. Uh, you know, the Grills Destiny Chaos was, was incredible, awesome, awesome performance by those guys. Another one that I thought, really my match of the night, uh, was Kushida versus Bushi. Uh, Kushida winning back his uh, IWGP, I shouldn't say his, but I guess he's the ace of the promotion. Yeah, he deserves it. But anyway, uh, Kushida winning back the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, against Bushi. I thought this was my match of the night. Uh, Case, where would you stand with this one? Uh, this would have been my number three. I think there's there's two that I like more than this one. Uh, the the aforementioned tag match we talked about, then one we'll touch on a little later. But this was the best Kushida Bushi match of the year. I thought this was light years better than their September match and a little bit better than their February match. Really, really enjoyed this. Yeah, uh, one of the things that I really loved about this is uh, Kushida. The entire match had kind of an edge to him, and 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 for people that haven't watched this match, you should definitely should go seek it out because it's it's awesome to see just how the Japanese fan base reacts to some you know such subtle stuff. Like Kushida in this match, I think he he started off with kind of a kick. Uh, he like kicked Bushi, Bushi in the leg or whatever, and that was enough where people are like, ooh, you know, the crowd's kind of like buzzing a little bit, and there's like a hush going on, like, oh, not our Kushida. He's such a he's such a good boy. Like, who's he hanging out with now? Why is he doing this? Like, he's gotten you know. And then this entire match, he was pissed. He was pissed that Bushi had cheated to win this title. He was pissed that the Ingobernables had, had, had kind of messed with him all, you know, all year. And he was like, no, I'm going to screw these guys. This is my title. This is my, you know, my division. I, I want to be the junior heavyweight championship. I'm the ace of this, this, you know, division. I'm going to win this match and I, I'm going to use any means necessary. And then throughout the match, he, he used little edges here and there, he, you know, would kick a little bit more. He'd kind of leave holds in a little bit longer. Even after the referee had told him to stop, he was ripping away at Bushi's mask. He was kind of gnawing at his forehead uh, certain times. And then the finish was also incredible too, because he gets his hoverboard lock in and Bushi basically he's very close to kind of squirming out of it and Kushida says no 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 and locks him in to the hoverboard lock again and then grabs his wrist and like bends it back and does like a wrist lock or whatever where Bushi taps immediately and again just that just that little danger just that little anger from Kushida is is you don't see that often with him that that you just he doesn't do that so uh, it was just really cool to see him have that little bit of an edge to him uh what what do you think about Kushida's you know demeanor and 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 work style throughout this match because i thought it was awesome i thought it really let lend lend itself well to the match well rich you you brought up that kick and and the first thing that came to mind was a g1 match a few years ago between tanahashi and tomoaki hanma and i don't know if you remember this match but tanahashi worked heel that entire match he saw very early on that the crowd was behind hanma and i don't know if it's a cultural thing that i that just the american audiences don't pick up on or it's just that these new japan guys are so good but kushida was so subtle in, in the way that he was a dick in this match. And, and he had a right to be. I mean, he's wrestled Bushi all year, beat him in February. Bushi brought out an entire army in the green mist to beat him in, in September. And now he had to come back, and he was he was upset. And there was progression in these matches, and he showed it. 
I can't say enough good things about Kushida. You, you know, you you talk about on you know this match isn't getting the buzz I think it deserves, and I think there's a there's a broader point here that Kushida as a whole is not getting the love that he deserves. He's been an incredibly well-rounded performer all year. He's finally the ace of the junior vision that we've wanted for so long. This is the Kushida on top. I think is a Fez Flair contender just because he's been so great atop the juniors division, and no one's really talking about it. It's it's a shame because Kushida's had an amazing amazing year. year. Yeah, it's been an awesome year for him. It, it's it's it sucks that a lot of people aren't talking about it. I don't know if it's because he's a junior. I don't know if it's just, but he's had like those top level matches. He's had like like everything you could want out of this guy. He's had, and it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just not in main events. Maybe it's just because he's not doing that. I I don't know. But like anything you need, and, and hell, he was in a main event. So I I don't know. I guess the match didn't deliver quite on that level. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I think he's had an incredible year, and I don't think that a lot of people are talking about him. So I don't know. It's it's it is very strange here. But uh, let's let's kind of break down the entire card now. Um, really quickly, because some of these matches I really don't have anything to say, and I don't think you do either, but uh, we'll get to the dark match here. Uh, uh, Tenzan, Juice Robinson, and Satoshi Kojima defeating Manabu Nakanishi, uh, one of the Young Lions, uh, Kanemitsu, and Yuji Nagata. Did you have anything in this match that stuck out to you or any I I, had, yeah, I, had I really like watching Juice Robinson wrestle now. I think he's turned into a very good wrestler, and this new crop of Young Lions, I they do not stand out to me. They, they have done nothing for me, and, I, and it's... You know, it's, it's yeah. that thing that you and Joe it's talk not, about. It's, you know? it, they're like young lions now. I mean, unfortunately, like yeah, we've been spoiled. Yeah. But like Kanemitsu is just like a 20-year-old or like 19 or whatever the hell he is. And he's just not good and he's just not ready yet. But we're so used to like Jay White being like, wow, this guy's already awesome. And and, and Shotanaka being like, oh, wow, you're pretty good. And, and Kamatsu was, was great too. And, and these guys just aren't good. And like... Uh, the other funny part, and Joe brings it all up too, like where the, the heavyweights are still like in yeah. lock and keep, like they just lock the door. They do not let the, they can't even come out to ringside. They can't, like they can't do anything. Like are these guys, are we led to believe that either they're so awful or are they like saving them until they're so great? Is it one of those things where like they only want them to be shown when they're great or do they just think that they're so bad that they can't be shown on like normal TV or else they're just like, cause they can't even like, they're not even at ringside. Like yeah, they're not doing I, anything. I don't think, like, I don't, I don't think that's the new Japan doing. way of like, doing things. I mean, I think there, there are problems with these guys progressing. Russian. We're not seeing Lionsgate shows right now. There's, you know, you, you look at Japan, you've got all this young talent ushering in, and, and we'll talk about it later with Dragon Gate and all these young guys that are coming out of the dojo. Yeah, Dragon Gate's got too many. They can, oh they can lend you gosh. four I mean, and still be there's okay. There's nothing like the Dragon Gate dojo right now. And we're seeing, you know, Kamatsu goes, Tanaka goes, Finley moves up, Jay White is MIA. And, and all of a sudden you're left with this. And it's such a stark contrast to where we were at this time last year. Are you telling me that Ring of Honor does not know how to utilize the talent? Are you <laughs> in the in reference to Jay White? What are you talking? I this I will not take the slander. I don't I don't know if you think what <laughs> if you know what we do on this podcast, sir. But we we're very serious about yeah. What, what what? How do you not use Jay White? Like how is Jay White not? He was in. Let, let, let me I, let I, me I don't know. phone up the producer and I, Jay White is actually the little bit I've seen of him in ROH has been fine. Um, he he had a tag match. Um. I'm sorry, he had a singles match against Jay Briscoe and then a tag match with the Briscoes against Jay White and Leo Rush. Both matches very good, but no one's watching the weekly ROH TV to, to see that, you know. I was sick one day, and I decided, to, oh, let's see what Sinclair's up to, and that's how I saw those two matches. But, you know, it, you've got the future of New Japan in your company, and you're not showcasing him, and it's, ugh, it's such a disappointment. I'm trying to think because, yeah, the last time, I mean, the last uh, All-Star Shravaganza we saw in September, I think he was just in that six-man tag, right? Like, that's all he's done. And I'm trying to think of other, like, TV shows. And, yeah, he's just really not doing anything. And if he, if anything, he's, like, you know, tagging with Alex Shelley. And they, they did all that weirdness, too, with him where, yeah, it's just like, 
just have the guy be single or just have you know like it's really not hard with, with jay white but apparently it is so anyway that's 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 that so he'll be back soon <laughs> uh another young lion that's kind of progressed into not young lion territory anymore and he didn't even have to leave it was david finley uh, who was in our next match it was david finley juice thunder liger ricochet and tiger mask and they defeated the uh departing cml crew of angelo de oro uh fuego titan and then their tag team partner ryusuke taguchi uh what'd you think of this match because i thought it was it was fun you know it was a little under six minutes and basically just a showcase match for these guys to do their flips and all their moves and and let the crowd you know be very happy to see the CML guys and then wave goodbye to them but uh match itself i don't know if anything really stood out but certainly worth your time to watch rich as you know i'm not a lucha guy anyone that follows me on twitter knows i'm not a lucha guy i like my lucha with flamita or i like it in the sketchiest part of tijuana <laughs> but with these cml guys you like your wet mats you like your mats after they it, yeah. it just rained and they still wrestle on a wet mat <laughs> I, I prefer lucha yeah. when i see hechicero's blood on the mat um, there's just something about it that's just, I'm like, this, this feels like home to me. I really enjoy this. And that's why you have to turn your laptop away when like, <laughs> yeah. you're at school. Cause like, I don't know what's up with this case. They're going to like report you to the principal. They're like, I think case is into weird things. Yeah, like, oh, he is, but you know, it's not as weird. It's just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, like there are some people that know I'm a wrestling fan. Like I'll wear a, a screened wrestling shirt. Like it's got to pass like a number of tests if I'm going to wear it to school. But like I've worn a wrestling shirt to school before. And a lot of people know that like, Case is into Japanese wrestling. I don't know what that is, but he likes it. But I can't explain grimy lucha to people. It's just one of those things that I can't do. But <laughs> these CMLL guys, when they come over to New Japan, I am all about it. I think they're fun. I love watching them flip around with Ricochet and Finley and Liger. Taguchi's dancing. Super fun match. Nothing to you know, n- nothing to wow over, but very enjoyable if you're if you're watching this entire show through. Absolutely. I'll uh, move on to the match that you mentioned at the beginning of our preview. This is uh, Bullet Club, Bone Soldier, Chase Owens, and Yujiro Takahashi defeating Togi Makabe, Tomiyaki Hanma, and Yoshitatsu. Absolutely nothing worth watching. Absolutely just skip it. Terrible, terrible all around. I felt so terrible for Chase Owens, who is actually pretty good, and he just, like, that dude flew all the way over here for this. Like, can you imagine, like, that flight, and you get, like, eight minutes, and it's this match, and it's just like, eh, all right, whatever. So I to check clears, I guess, but this was bad, and, and, and even, even Hanma couldn't save it. Even Hanma. He tried, but it God, God willing, he just couldn't do anything. Chase yet. Owens has, like, the reverse Shelton Benjamin treatment because, like, I don't know if you remember, like, Benjamin in, like, 2014, he wouldn't work the tour shows, but he'd come in for a Don Taku and do an exploder suplex and then fly home and would get the <laughs> right, tour. Right. And it's like he's working with Minoru Suzuki. Like, his life is pretty good. And Chase Owens, who I like a lot, and, and I think it's a shame that he sort of moved up to the heavyweight division because I don't know if we'll get him in the Super Juniors next year. But Owens is strapped with Takahashi and Bone Soldier, and I just he seems like a nice guy. I just feel bad for him. <laughs> It is, yeah. It's it's quite unfortunate what he's what he's left with here. But uh, yeah, this match is not not very good at all. And then uh, Girls of Destiny Chaos. We talked about that match. Let's move on to the uh, the finals of the 2016 Super Junior Tag Tournament. It was Rapungi Vice in a little bit of an upset for some people. Uh, Brett and Rocky Mero, uh, Romero defeating ACH and Taiji Ichimori uh, to win uh, the Super Junior Tag Tournament. Uh, after the match, they made a challenge to the Young Bucks for Wrestle Kingdom uh, to face one another. So that's kind of our Wrestle Kingdom uh, for right now. Our Junior Tag Match. Hopefully, it just stays as two on two. But I'm sure there will be two other teams or at least one other team lumped into there uh, as well. But what do you think about Rapungi Vice winning? Because the whole build and and I guess Joe kind of called it last week that it, the build has been so much like these guys are breaking up. These guys are breaking up. They can't coexist. They can't coexist that you kind of had a feeling like the fact that they were hitting it so hard over the head that, you know, they probably were going to coexist and they probably were going to win. Uh, but were you surprised at all? I was a little surprised. Um 
I don't want to speculate and say this had something to do with the, with the new Noah sale. I, I don't think that's a part of it. But I, I'm a little surprised and a little disappointed. I think Rapongi Vice is great. I think Trip Beretta is, is a wonderful professional wrestler. And Rocky Romero, for my money, is one of the most underappreciated guys in, in wrestling today and has been for the past five or so years. Um, I'm okay with a Rapongi Vice Young Bucks match in the Dome. I mean, it, they'll, it'll have no heat because it's the Dome, but it'll be a very good match. But I just I look at ACH in Japan, and as much as I like the luchadors in Japan, I, can we fly ACH's dogs out and just have him live in Japan? Buy him a place in Osaka, have him live there, have him be happy, because this guy is on another right. level in Japan and comes across like a complete superstar. You you can tell he's finally comfortable in a spot where where he never felt the way in Ring of Honor for whatever reason he just never felt like Ring of Honor worked. It, it this is ACH that everybody sees on the Indies. This is the ACH that everybody sees on their local show. This is the ACH that Joe had been talking about for five years or whatever watching you no know, local Texas shows. This is the guy that we have all been saying. A lot of people that just watch Ring of Honor just watch stuff go. I don't know. Yeah, he's fine, but I don't I don't see it. Like this is the guy, and you're just seeing him at his perfect comfort level, and he's just hitting everything. Per- I mean, the crowd loves him. He loves being there. I mean, yeah, this is absolutely very much like Michael. Elgin, where it's like, you know, this guy is just withering away in Ring of Honor, and then he comes to New Japan, and it's just a shining, a new light. I mean, you could see a guy that just loves working in front of those crowds, loves what he's doing right now, loves his job. So, I'm with I'm with you. We should basically just rip up whatever plane ticket he has and just strap him, make him make him stay in, in Japan. And, and anyway, he's like a perfect guy for Japan anyway. Knowing, you know, ACH the person, knowing, you know, kind of the anime nerd, the gamer, or whatever, like, he's gotta be like, you know, absolutely loving this. Like, it's a Kenny Omega thing, too. It's like, that guy could not live anywhere else in the world but Japan. Like that's the perfect place for him, and I think it's a perfect place uh, for ACH as well. So I, I do hope that this is not the end of it. Uh, he did tweet out uh, the other day, like, "Oh, available bookings," and he left, like, he like listed a date or whatever, and then listed his emails or whatever. So I don't know if that means that, like, uh, you know, that he's not coming back to Japan or he's not doing whatever. But I really do hope that that New Japan does something with him uh, in the next year, and and now that he's free of Ring of Honor, uh, at least can get some other bookings elsewhere because yeah, he absolutely deserves it, and and he's still good in Japan too. And this match was. was really and I want to bring up one more point about ACH. You've seen him live. Countless times, both at ROH and AAW. I've seen him live in ROH, and when I watch ACH live, there's something different about him. He is—he has such a magnetic charisma to him. I mean, I've watched this guy, and I, and I like Jimmy mm-hmm. Jacobs. I know you, you and Joe are not Jimmy Jacobs guys. I watched this guy have a match with Jimmy Jacobs, mm-hmm. that, and I watched it live in the front row in Chicago Ridge. I was determined it was four and a half stars. I was blown away by this ACH match. Watch it back on tape. I'm like, that was like a three-star match. There was something about ACH. Yeah, something about it. Yeah, he doesn't project well the video. <laughs> All right, then we'll move on to the uh, next match, one that I really, really loved, and I think uh, I imagine you did as well, was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Sonata. A uh, match that went in a little over 20 minutes. Uh, really great work, I thought, from Tanahashi throughout this match. He was kind of targeting uh, Sonata's leg the entire time, really kind of working over his leg. Uh, just a lot of really good stuff, and Sonata played it up perfectly as well. Sonata, you know, sort of worked, uh, w- was able to sell it really well, and there was a lot of really good groundwork um, throughout the match as well with Sonata uh, just d- doing a great job of, uh, of working him on the mat, doing a bunch of different stuff. But I, I really, I-, I thought this match was awesome. I thought both guys really brought it, and we've seen this time and time again from Sonata, and, you know, Tanahashi speaks for himself. We don't have to say anything more about about him but but sonata we've seen like many times throughout this year particularly uh both times with tanahashi that this guy can absolutely deliver in a big spot and i I can't wait to see if and when they do actually you know go the full push with this guy because it's going to be awesome and and he's going to fit into that main event style perfectly yeah this was my match of the night tanahashi he's unreal i mean i'm okay with this tanahashi schedule of dogging it in six man tags showing up for the (laughs) g1 showing up for a big match here then doing wrestle kingdom then starting it over because 
when he's on, there are such few wrestlers that have ever been better. And this was just another one. Just I'm watching Tanahashi, and, and Sonata's great. Sonata killed it in this match, but I'm watching Tanahashi, and I'm thinking, this guy aches every morning. It probably hurts to brush his teeth. He goes out there and puts on a four-and-a-quarter-star match. There is no one like Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, I thought one of the interesting parts about this match, and Joe alluded to it a lot in the uh, the, the review, which you can find on VoiceWrestling.com, is that you know when, when they went into the G1, Tanahashi wasn't 100%, and Sonata sort of pried on Tanahashi's hurt shoulder here. That didn't happen here. So Tanahashi, or uh, Sonata rather, had to work a little bit different, and that kind of that kind of frustrated him from the beginning. Like, Tanahashi was a little bit, uh, you know, a step faster here, a step smarter. Like, everything was a little bit more where Sonata had it a little bit easy in that first match against Tanahashi. This time he did not. Like, and this time Tanahashi, you know, worked over his knee really well, and then you had, you know, issues where where Sonata would do a moonsault and kind of try to get out of it and things that he would do before he wasn't able to do because his knee killed him this time and his knee hurt and like Tanahashi's shoulder didn't hurt and it was just a really cool story uh, in those 20 minutes where it was just you really I think you're better off watching those two matches back to back if you if you don't remember that G1 match go back and watch that match and then watch this one and I think you're going to appreciate this one so much more than you would uh, just watching it without a context or without wa- watching it without remembering that G1 match because so many things kind of played into that too so it, it was really good and again like you know Sonata Sonata being just a, 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 a he, he's there. I mean, he's absolutely going to be ready whenever they want him to become a main eventer for the company. I have no doubt that he's going to be able to do it, but I like the idea that they're going to wait it out a little bit for him and he's got to work his way out. Because I know some people are upset. Oh, Tanahashi won again. Nah, nah, nah. You know, th- it's going to happen. It's Tanahashi, man. <laughs> like, you know, they're going to have him in big Tokyo Dome matches until he can't go anymore. But Sonata's time will come. And when it does come, it, I, I, I think it's going to be nothing but great things. And I think this match was, again, another example uh, of what he's capable of in that atmosphere. But uh, the big story, um, I actually, you know, we'll talk about that after this match. We'll talk about the main event here real quick. I don't want to spoil it again. Like, you know, New Japan, New Japan would be very upset if I spoiled the finish of this main event here. But uh, it was the Intercontinental Championship match. It was Tetsuya Naito defeating Jay Lethal, the ROH's Jay Lethal, who instead of, of uh, unfortunately, Michael Elgin, who was not able to make it, he was hurt. But anyway, we had Jay Lethal fill in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I just thought it was Holy just there, shit, and when it was over, I just went, "Yep, yeah, okay, whatever." Like it was a match where it was done, and like, yeah, it wasn't actively bad, but never in my life will I ever remember any part of this match ever again. Like nothing will ever resonate with me. I closed out of that window, and it left my mind forever until until I talk to you right now, and even then, I'm like trying to remember what the hell happened in it. Like I, I nothing, just a nothing match. I don't know if it's because he was overexposed in his Ring of Honor World Title run. But I went from being a big Jay Lethal supporter to someone that I just do not care about. And this was this was the swan song for Jay Lethal for me. I, I'm good with not seeing him for a while because this match, and, and I expect it to not be great. I mean, he was put in an impossible position where he wasn't going to be over no matter what. You're going to have the hottest crowd ever. Jay Lethal is not going to be over in front of that crowd. Uh, this, uh, I mean, it went 25 minutes, and I, I didn't care for it. It, it was fine. I, I would give it three stars. But... No matter who you are, when you're main eventing a New Japan show in 2016, three stars is not going to cut it. And Jay Lethal is just not doing anything for me right now. Yeah, I, I was really I had high hopes for Lethal in this match because I said, okay, you know, the last times he was in New Japan, he was a heel and he was in the House of Truth, and you know, then he did that sort of like I have to be a heel champion thing. So you had Truth Martini go in there and hit people with you know the book and you know all that sort of stuff. So I said, okay, cool, he's a face now, uh, he's gonna be fine. But like I think he got rattled almost from the beginning of this match because the crowd was really into uh, Naito and they were cheering for him. And I don't know if Lethal really quite either. I don't know if he didn't didn't know how to react to that. If I don't know if he didn't know how to work to it or whatever. But he seemed kind of turned off from the 
the beginning and then he kind of started working heel and he's just started like i don't know it's just it never really did much and i think the problem was that nobody in the world not a single person in that crowd nobody believed that jay lethal had even a, a, a chance of winning this match and i think that hurt a little bit and i just don't know that they're that familiar with jay lethal and they're that familiar with that feud which we sort of mentioned was something that was going to be tough to do is this a feud that was largely built in america and yeah you can throw some you know promos out there you can have a pre-match video or whatever but for people to really get invested in it and people who really want naito to win or want lethal to win they have to watch a lot of that and and we don't know that everybody watched it it seemed like from that crowd reaction that nobody cared like nobody was really into the jay lethal redemption story like they haven't built any like he hasn't built any equity to get to that point where people want to see him you know redeem himself because they don't care who's jay lethal to them the last time they saw him he was a dickhead and he was you know hitting people with books and being an asshole and and just being a bad heel champion so yeah there was no investment from the crowd and and lethal was in a terrible spot to really have but i i really thought he would bring you know his absolute a game everything he could and this was just a jay lethal tv match like i said this would have been fine as like the fourth or fifth match on a global wars card where you would have been like oh yeah that was pretty nice you know naito came out and lethal had a good like but as the main event of this show which was a really good show to this point the main event not delivering like and that's where i kind of fall back on the show of the year thing because yes there were a lot of really good matches on this show but when that main event kind of I, I don't want to say bombs but just is just there I, I can't go show of the year contender you know that's in a very important part of the, the entire package and for that just to be there it hurts me a little bit as far I as was the show of the year. so on board with Jay Lethal for a while I think the the match that he beat Jay Briscoe for the ROH World title which was almost two years ago now which is frightening that, that match beautiful piece of wrestling I thought it was one of the best matches of 2015 since then we watched him have a, a mediocre match with Cole Cabana that was made even worse by Bullet Club shenanigans. We saw him stink up the joint with Satoshi Kojima at the G1. He, his, his head's shaved. He's not cool. He doesn't have Truth Martini behind him. I, I'm over Jay Lethal. I, I think he's had, actually, the best ROH match this year with Leo Rush in Texas, but that was a match that was designed for Leo Rush and played to every one of Leo Rush's strengths. And we're seeing Lethal here. I mean, t- it's hard to have a bad match with Tetsuya Naito in 2016. And not that this was a bad match, but this is about as bad as it gets for Naito in 2016. Yeah, just it didn't really do much for me at all either. So that's uh, that's power struggle for you. So a very good show. Yeah, I, I would not go show of the year, but other people have said show of the year, or at least a show of the year contender, at least in that level. I, you absolutely should watch uh, at least most of it. I mean, it's a long-ass show, too, which will drain you a little bit. But there are some skippable matches if you want to, which we mentioned a little bit there, but definitely worth your time. Um, and one of the big announcements of that power struggle show was the World Tag League blocks. We got our our, our World Tag League uh, participants. We got the blocks. We got everything ready to go. Uh, people that don't know the World Tag League uh, will start November 18th and will run through December 10th. Uh, this is when a lot of people decide, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a break from New Japan for a while. I've been watching a lot of it. Uh, I'm going to check out for a bit. Not always the right thing to do because there are some good matches in the World Tag League, but I've kind of become the person, especially in this last half of the year where we're working on the ebook, uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling ebook. And hint, hint, we are doing a Dragon Gate ebook this year as well, which you were a big part of. So that's uh, look for more information about that coming up. Uh, I just buried it in a random part of this podcast. I don't even know if people are going to listen to it, but they probably will. But anyway, we're doing a Dragon Gate ebook, similar style as the New Japan one this year as well. So this is going to be a time when like I'm working on that sort of stuff. I'm editing it. I'm laying stuff out. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting submissions. I'm doing all that sort of stuff. I kind of check out of the World Tag League uh, unless people say, hey, this is a match you definitely have to see. Where are you at with the World Tag League? Are you a watch every show of the World Tag League guy? Are you a, hey, let me know when a match is good and then I'll watch it? Um, or do you not watch anything? Do you just say, nope, I'm good. I need a break. I need to kind of get away for a little I, bit. I love the where, New where Japan Project. I'm someone, I won't watch every Corkin show with that hits New Japan World. I, I'm sure as hell not watching every World Tag League show. And now that I think about it, Hanman Makabe won last year. 
but I don't think I watched a single World Tag League match. It, it, this year I will, because there are some intriguing things in this block, some for better, some for worse. Oh, uh, certainly, yes. But it's something that once once I hit, you know, December, my focus is Wrestle Kingdom and, and Final Game and all these other great wrestling events in December. I I don't need to watch the, the Hangman Page tag team match with Hinari and Nakanishi. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> All right, so let, let's go over these blocks because there's some weird stuff here that we definitely have to unpack and talk about. But here is the A block. Uh, you have a very surprise team here, Brian Breaker and Leland Ra- uh, Race. Leland Race and Brian Breaker, a very odd team. Uh, Leland Race is Harley Race's son, right? Uh, his son, grandson? Is It's son, right? How could, ah, it's got to be grandson, right? Harley Race is really fucking old, right? He was trained by Harley Race and George South. Now, now Leland Race is also the former... Is Harley's really? son. He is Harley's son. How is that possible? Now, Leland Race How is, is also the former Jason Jones, who did a few Noah tours in 2013. Um, and and Breaker's yes, yeah. been over to Noah, but this is uh, not exactly Marafuji and Nakajima coming over. How old is Leland Race? Because <laughs> Harley Race is 73. <laughs> like, uh, so apparently Leland Race is, uh, Race is, is uh, 32. Is Harley popping okay, out when so, he's 40? Uh, still, man. 41, yeah. Okay, Harley. I mean, if anybody could do it, it's Harley Race for sure. But uh, wow, okay. Um, I really thought he was a grandchild until until today. Well, that's very strange. But yeah, these guys have been in Noah. They've done a few shots here and there. But this is, uh, and I don't know a whole lot about them, but everybody that does kind of know a little bit. I mean, they're in that's, the WLW That's the only place that, that um, Race wrestles. That if these... you look at the stage match, it's, it's two years of WLW and yeah. then some other random stuff at the Noah tour. Which is his dad's promotion so like <laughs> uh it says a lot when it's your dad's promotion that's the only one that really books you all that much so i i don't know i'm led to believe that these guys are gonna be far and away the worst maybe they'll surprise us who knows but everybody kind of this was one where everyone went eh, okay like they're probably not gonna be very good but hey that's all right very odd team but hey we'll give them a chance uh hangman page and yudro takahashi though ooh, yeah you mentioned that that's that's that. Hanson and Ray Rowe. I'm excited about them. They uh, fit like a glove in Japan, and, and I think they'll be great in this. Uh, and there's a few matchups that I'm really looking forward to them. Yeah, this is what I'm excited um, about. I, what, what I do you think, think about Hanson and Ray Rowe? This A block uh, looks league. awful, but it, I don't even think Hanson and Rowe worked a Noah tour. I think they just came in for that Killer Elite Squad match in, in Noah last year, and it was it was awesome. And I was ready. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I don't know yeah. if they did a whole tour, but yeah, it was very strange because it was like, wow, these guys are great. All right, Noah see ya. <laughs> I mean, this was when Noah was still sort of fun. You had Cabana and Hero, and you had Killer Elite Squad, and you had Hanson and Rowe. I was like, this this tag division's all right. Not the case now. Uh, but I'm really excited for Hanson and Rowe. They seem like one really good dudes, and I'm happy they're getting a shot in New Japan because uh, they're both very talented. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hanare and Manabu Nakanishi. That's Hanare is uh, one of the young lions. Uh, he's not very good yet. Uh, he's getting there. And Manabu Nakanishi is Manabu working Nakanishi. hard. He's, he's funny. He has worked joyous, his ass but, off this uh, year. Yeah, not not. <laughs> yeah, but he. I, I don't know if he's going to really be able to carry this this team very much, which he's going to be a lot of fun to do. So that's going to be a lot of really bad matchups there. Uh, Tanahashi and Juice Robinson. Really excited for Juice Robinson to get that opportunity, and those should be pretty good. And uh, Juice is going to have to do a lot because I don't think Tanahashi is because Tanahashi's uh, mo in these uh, World Tag Leagues are I will be over here, you do your thing, and when you lose, I blame you. So 
that's what the Captain Japan uh, template was for a while. But then again, the team, uh, him and Elgin last year, they, they worked their asses off. So maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll show up a little bit more here. But I think Juice will be doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Japanese audience, which is fine. The same Puriso crowds to watch Juice Robinson and Brian Breaker go at it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, oh, Juice is over. To be fair, they enjoy Juice now, so that 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 makes it a little bit better because he was crickets before when he would do his stuff. But now they enjoy him a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I might take a while for them to get into Brian Breaker and Leland Race, but uh, we'll we'll see about that. So uh, another one, uh, Tenzan and Kojima, of course, Tenkozy, um in there. I'm really looking forward to the no, Hanson Ray Row Tenkozy and match. Kojima. I, mean, that, I can there's see no those way guys. I mean, awesome, they're, they're both right? big guys. Like, that's it, it's be not incredible. like that Lance Archer Nakajima chemistry where it doesn't fit. I can see Hanson and Kojima just fitting like a glove and just beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, that's going to be like big clotheslines. Like I, I, the sequence I see right now is Hanson just like clotheslining him, well, and then Kojima hitting him. With and Hanson's got that clothesline clothesline chop, You know, know I mean? like, that's they can do the that for twenty minutes. They're all four big like, guys. Hanson's got to break out somehow. Hanson's doing the cartwheel. He's taking Kojima's head off the lariat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then somebody's diving <laughs> and Tenzan over. Tenzan is too. not taking that <laughs> dive. Crumble he is throwing Kanemitsu in front of him. Going, here you go. No, Tenzan will be as far away as humanly possible yet. I don't think, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Tamatonga and Tangarau, the uh, Gorillas of Destiny, are also in the A block there. Uh, again, we'll, we'll see. Like, I'm cautiously optimistic about them because they were good now, so who knows? But, uh, yeah, they could also revert to being terrible, and it could really sink this. Because if they're good, this A block's not bad. Uh, if they're That's bad, this A well block that, is yeah, a train wreck. Very much so. We'll get to that. Yeah, that, that. And then the last of the A block, Tetsuya Naito, and TB announced. We don't know. X. His tag partner, I X. I hope it's Rush. Who's X? Um, Case, who do you have? That seems to be the popular uh, pick. I'm going to give and you the most two other scenarios. One, I just thought of, it's not going to happen, but I got excited thinking about it. And that's, it's it's not happening. Don't get excited. But I, I love the idea of Koji <laughs> okay. Kanemoto coming in, because Kanemoto is nowhere to be found. Can't, can't find it with a search party. I want Kanemoto as part of Los <laughs> I like it, too. I, I um, my fear, and I'm, and I, I could be very wrong on this, but my fear is that Naito decides I don't need a partner, and I don't really need the World Tag League, and he does like weird handicap matches and gets counted out in every one of them. I'm afraid to do that. <laughs> I don't think they will, but it it would fit the Naito character. And it would and be just a walks problem. out, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it's Rush, but yeah, well, we'll see. It could but be. Uh, we start the pot. I don't know if there's the, many other the people that, that, that we New can Japan really is, I mean, is, is, it, uh, is it uh, Kotaro Suzuki? I mean, who, who do we have here? Who's who's the outlandish guest that's going to go on Reddit as Rich Craig and Case Lowe said this is the new member of LIA? <sighs> oh, this is the guy. Uh, could yeah, it let's be think Road here. Dog? Okay, let's, could let's we be setting up a finals of Naito and Road Dog versus Tatsu and Billy Gunn? <laughs> that would be you know what you you laugh and i laugh but that's pretty incredible i'd be down for that uh, yeah i'm trying to think uh man who could that be it's <sighs> gonna get a hot take here i don't know uh, i'm trying to think of anybody that, that that'd be real hot if they come in i mean minoru suzuki we could say that <laughs> they, they made suzuki I mean, he's the guy like, under the mask you are so bad at noah under the mask you've got to work the mask gimmick <laughs> you must be uh... <laughs> Yeah, and he's got to be under a mask, and everyone's like, I think that's Minoru Suzuki. They're like, I don't know who it is. I don't know who that is. He's just obviously Minoru Suzuki. He comes out with the same music. And, yeah. Um, hmm. It's Rush. Because they're not going to touch yeah, anyone. It's I mean, right? It's got to be Rush, right? Yeah. yeah. But why would they say Rush? Know. You know, why would they say it? I don't get it. That's It's a little strange, but... 
whatever. Maybe it's maybe we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I you know, hope hey, it's Tiny Moto. I miss Koji Kanemoto. He still kicks ass. He's not working kind of fun. I don't think so because he had that blow up with Big Japan. And I'll Is he really not? I, I, I know I haven't noticed his name a lot. Yeah, he's not. Um, but I Kanemoto, you know, yeah, yeah, he had that fight with the fan, and you know, he's he's been MIA since. Uh, the last thing I've seen, he worked a K Dojo show, so things are going great for him. He then worked an FMW FMW revival show, Kanemoto <laughs> Minoru Tanaka versus High Sixty Nine in Kai. I want to see that match. That was in Cork, and that might have made tape. Oh God, that's that's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, oh man, if it's you not high sixty nine, my entire no, life. Heyo, it's Heyo or something, right? Or what is it? That's where, you guys talked about this last week. I think, it's not. No, did you see? Did you did you follow that? We got in trouble. Yeah, like because we always call him High Sixty Nine, and somebody like tweeted at us. And they're like, "Oh, it's actually pronounced like Heyo or Io or something like that." And we're like, "No, it's High Sixty Nine. Like, look at the like. I'm not like I'm not gonna because I've been saying High Sixty Nine for like ten years now. I'm not changing now. I don't care worked, if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't care if I've been wrong. I'm calling him High Sixty Nine. October and then the Odate Wrestling Festival a week later. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I believe then we can't he's have Koji Kanemoto doing this. Come on, he's better so, than this. So if you catch it, Occupation of the Indies, you're going to see some hot kind of... Oh, good. <laughs> so he's he's too busy to... Oh, see, no, he's no too way. Good. He needs to team up with Naito. He needs to come in the dome. Hiroki right? Goto versus Koji Kanemoto in the dome. Give that to me, please. Yes. God, yes. What? Yeah, and then he can fuck with uh, Milano Collection, too. <laughs> Think about that. That actually works. I like that. Then he comes in, he's like, yeah, what up, dude? Remember me? Like, like what's up, man? And then we, we get the big Milano yeah. return to the ring, which oh, I don't know it's ever happening, but it'd be awesome if it did. Yeah, okay. I'm into this now. Let's have Koji Kanemoto. Okay, I don't think that's going to get the Reddit buzz that uh, some of the other things do, but uh, feel free to tell uh, tell everybody that we said that Kanji, uh, Koji Kanemoto is coming in uh, to New Japan as the new member of Ingobernables, so... There you go. All right. uh, let's lock it in there. B block. I I don't Bad care. Bad luck, and Bone Soldier, who I love dearly. You <laughs> can catch me. Not on a good the start. DKP show. We talked all about Akira Tozawa. Alan Forel could give a five star match to Bad Luck Folly and Bone Soldier. Not watching it. Do not care. Yeah, that's the I lesser of the two yeah, evils. The other scenarios, oof, you get Yujiro and Bone Soldier. And I like I like Bad Luck Folly. So. Uh, <laughs> right. So. Man, oh geez, that's that's something else. Um, this speaking of something else here, Yoshitatsu and Billy Gunn. Yes, that Billy Gunn. There is not another Billy Gunn. It is the Billy Gunn that you I'm think. I'm almost it is. at a loss for words. Billy Gunn. But then I think, wait a minute. And Yoshitatsu. Billy Gunn worked IWA Mid South in January. He <laughs> obviously has no ring rust. He's ready for a return. He's got the stink of the New Age Outlaws versus Ascension match from a few years ago. That's still in my mind as such an awful match. That's gone. He worked Reed Bentley on January 9th, and this man <sighs> is ready for New Japan. God, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Why is Billy Gunn? I like part of me like when I initially saw it, I was like, "This is awful. That's bad." And then the more I thought about it, I said, "The World Tag is a joke anyway." Yoshitatsu's <laughs> terrible. Like, really it might it, be yeah. kind of funny to see Yoshitatsu think that he's like really cool because he brought in Billy Gunn. Like, cause 
Because he probably thinks this is awesome. He's like, oh, yeah, Billy Gunn. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably cannot wait to do it. He's got all of his gear ready, and he's going to spit <laughs> his water, and he's going to tell people to suck it. He can't wait. And Billy Gunn, you know, is, probably needs the money and doesn't care. And he's oh, like, whatever, dude. He's, yeah, he's, I'll do whatever. Since so I got fired from WWE, I'll do whatever. And, and like, like you know who we yoked out his mind like, to. He tweeted, it's not specimen, so. doing a Billy Gunn gimmick. <laughs> this is New Age Dat Laws, WWF World Tag Team Champion of the World. This is Billy Gunn. <laughs> it's just yeah i i i really can't <laughs> like i can't wrap my head around has billy gunn now i wanted to see i'm gonna i'm gonna have the producer look this up too billy gunn in japan do you do you recall any japanese matches for uh, billy gunn in years prior other than like of course WWE tours which i'm sure at some point they did but even even when he was around and really in his prime uh, they weren't going to asia all that much but uh let's see here uh, he was in the Philippines with WWFX against Jimmy Yang. I have no idea what that is. Uh, he was in Tokyo in 2005 with IZW and ICW against A-Train. Okay. <laughs> NWA Mid-Atlantic that ran in Seoul, South right. Korea in 2005. Yeah, when did this happen? Sting? They faced, apparently he faced Sting. Okay, so those are... Those are things. And then, uh, other than that, it's just WWE house shows in uh, various places. But yeah, last time he was in Japan, it was a... Uh, against A Train. I'm gonna the assume IZW they don't have all recommended I don't matches. Remember paid ICW on at all. What the hell is ICW? Impact Zone Wrestling. No, Impact Wrestling of Tempe, Arizona. What in God's name were they doing in <laughs> with a company from Missouri International? <laughs> they were at an Air Force base. Oh, it was an Air Force base. Okay, okay, <laughs> like a U.S. Air Force base, probably. Most likely. I, I'm imagining they didn't bring a... Uh, this is Oh my god, the, the top three matches of the show is Virgil versus Chris Cole, Norman Smiley versus Disco Inferno, A-train and then your main event, Billy, Billy Gunn's got to get his win back in, front of, in front of Japan. Billy Gunn. Can you imagine? <laughs> and, if, and if you go back farther, uh, July 19, 2003, Kobe World Memorial Hall, the same place as Mochizuki versus BB Hulk, the same place as some of the most historic Dragon Gate matches ever, A-Train beats Billy Gunn. I think Albert's <laughs> got to leave the performance center. I think we got to take this view back to Japan. That's... <laughs> We do, yeah. We have to go to Kobe. Yeah, Dragon Gate can book it and uh, finally get the blow off here. So Billy Gunn can finally get his win back after all those years. I'm in. I'm, in. I'm, I'm down with this. So, uh, yeah, so very weird history of Billy Gunn in, in Japan or in Asia. Uh, now he comes back to be in the World Tag League, which is just unfathomable. But uh, we'll see. Pretty good matchups, though, in the B block. So I won't let those two teams uh, cloud because the rest of it gets pretty good because then you got Chase Owens and Kenny Omega. I'm really looking forward to that team. Uh, the, both those guys are awesome. And, and seeing Chase Owens not being dragged down by Yudro will be a very good thing. Uh, Evil and Sonata, Hiroki Goto and Tomohiro Ishii, Shabat and Yuji Nagata, Okada and Yoshihashi, Makabe and Hanma. I mean, I'm the rest of those guys are good. Shibata what kind of stands out to you or what Okada matches Yoshihashi are you looking at and going, match. yes, I cannot That's one of those. That. You, you don't get a lot of Nagata-Okada. You saw their G1 match last year. It was a very yeah. good match. I, have we got? Oh, they're so good against each other. They're yet? so good against each other. I love those matches between those two. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, um, I can't remember they now. still have not done that. Yeah, I think that's still protected. They did that. Uh, Joe and I looked this up not that long ago. I think it was one of the G ones. Yeah, G one a few years ago, but still, as far as like a a really highlighted match, no, yeah, we that, haven't. That's and and be the reason they haven't done that is because they're holding the that thing. Say, they know um, that's going to be a big deal if and when it does actually happen. So. I look. I, I'm doing a wrestling podcast with this, and I don't understand. <laughs> you just age yourself by what 25 most years. Most of my there, age so. are doing. I just, I, 
I focus on on stand up comedy, professional wrestling, and just trying to make it through each day. I, I don't I don't understand the teenagers, and I have a lot of friends. People like actually put up with this shit, but I just I don't know. I don't understand the youth. <laughs> I'm with you, Case. <laughs> I do not understand the youth either. That's why, that's why I talk to you. That's why I'm spending my Thursday night talking to you. So, uh, Which was funny because my uh, my wife, when she left before <laughs> she was going to do yoga or something like that, she was like, are you going to go talk to your little friend later? And I'm like, well, the way you say it makes it sound bad. Like, And then she said, oh, I'll call you and meet your son or whatever. And I was like, well, that's also weird too. Like, I'm not as like, but, uh, but you are going to be living in our house uh, when you move to Chicago, right? That's we have, we have the room. We clean it out for you. Yeah, so you got this room. Uh, your commute's gonna be a little much, but we got a train right by us. So yeah, we got the room all settled for you. It's so just, you can. Uh, I said I, I told my wife that would be the most incredible thing shows. ever. The nurse and I like, like a lot you of and the I bands. like sitting in a room watching like terrible like. <laughs> That's true, and then like yeah, you can you can hang out with her sometimes. And then most of the time, like I said, you're basically just like a younger me. Like you're just going down the exact same path, which is like it's gonna be a case. I'm gonna warn you, it's gonna be oh, bad for like the next ten years. The but then after that, it's gonna be great there, because you're gonna nothing, have a good job. There's no woman that is right now not so much. For a while, they weren't. I don't like men. Like I, there are very few men I get along with. Most of my friends are females, but those females do not want to touch me or come close to any sort of physical contact in any way. And it's not that I, that I smell better. They just, they don't, they are not into touching me. That's not. That's okay. fine. It's going to happen for a while. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, and that's going to be a thing for a while. Uh, if you're, if you're going down my path, that will be a thing for a while. But then you're going to really, I mean, like, you're not, you're going to have all that money stored up from college because they're not, you know, you're not going to have to take them out on dates. And <laughs> you get all that money stored from college, you get a nice little job, and then they're going to be coming, you know? You get the khakis, then you get the ladies. You know, it's going to be that thing. So once you do that, once you get a good, you know, job, then, then they'll all come. But uh, until then, Mariah unfortunately, Cito it's going to be rough. Me through the days. You have a lot of Tormont and a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of great, <laughs> a lot of great gaming. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It worked for me, and all worked out. But yeah, we'll, we'll uh, we have the room cleaned out for us, so you can come in here whenever you want. So uh, yeah, that's that's the World Tag League again. Starts November 18th, and we'll cover uh, as much as we can. This is always like the hardest time in the world too to try to get people to review these shows because like we've had people leave. Like they, we've had <laughs> uh, last year, I think we had Rugun uh, like did most of the World Tag League reviews, and then was like, I don't want to review wrestling ever again. And it was like, all right, like she's like, I'm gonna do SmackDown, but I'm really done. Like I, I feel bad making people review these shows, and like people are always like, Yeah, I'll review it. And I'm like, ah, dude, it's like it's like four hours. It's just a lot of really bad tag matches. Like some will be good, but yeah, it, it's a tour to definitely pick and choose. I think I think you'll drive yourself nuts if you really want to watch every single show that comes out because it's just a lot of it is not worth it. And, and the matches that are elsewhere on the tour are like random six mans of, of teams that aren't on there, and nobody's trying either. They don't care. It it, it seems like everybody's kind of like, hey, we're gonna rest up for Wrestle Kingdom. So that, and that's that's a good purpose of the tour, and I'm glad that they do that because it makes Wrestle Kingdom a lot better. But yeah, don't expect any knockout dragout matches. I mean, there's some few you know here and there that are good, but yeah, you're you're not gonna get a consistent. It, it is no G1, I'll tell you that. So um, speaking of Wrestle Kingdom 11, we're gonna really quickly go over what we know of the card now because after that uh, main event of Power Struggle, which we Forgot to mention, Hiroshi Tanahashi came out and challenged Tetsuya Naito for the Intercontinental Championship, and we locked that in as a Wrestle Kingdom match. And now we have uh, four Wrestle Kingdom matches that were uh, pretty well uh, locked in. We hope that they don't change all that much, because um, pretty good card so far uh, on its face. Uh, first one, 
as the Young Bucks def- uh, uh, defending their uh, junior heavyweight tag team championships against Rapongi Vice. We heard that one um, after Power Struggle, of course, Rapongi Vice challenging them. I hope, and I believe you hope too, that it's just a two-on-two, that we don't get a, a multi-man, because those multi-mans just turn into a total scramble and nothing gets over, and it just kind of, it, it seems like a waste. So I do hope that it is still two-on-two, yeah, but the I, fact I that they've already kind of locked this in and mentioned it, I hope that it is two-on-two. Know the dome's we'll, we'll a big see. deal. Beretta and Rocky Romero so. know the dome's a big deal. It, you know, like, like I said, there's going to be no heat to this match, but I'm going to be watching on my New Japan World. Um, the fourth is on a weekday this year, and I don't have school off, uh, which means I'm going to skip school to watch Wrestle Kingdom because mo- most years I have it off. It's part of our holiday break. This year, nope, I'm skipping school to watch Wrestle Kingdom, and I expect big things out of the Bucks and Rapungi Vice. It's like a Wednesday this year, and Christmas is early, so our break's all thrown off. And it, it, the Christmas is oh, like a Monday. Ah, crap. The fourth, the fourth is on Wednesday. Oh, I see that. Yeah, there's no way you would still have the fourth off. Yeah, it's a, ooh, oh, that's November fourth. Let me see here. That that was like, oh, it's a Friday. I can do that. Like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Ah, oh, it is a Wednesday, man. <laughs> crap like and people are always like i'll oh, take a day off work i'm like dude i only get like x amount of like pto days and like blowing one three days into the year is not a good thing like i really don't get that many so i really can't do that so yeah i'll, I'll see what i can do but i'll just put my head under a pillow until uh i can watch the entire show when i get home or something so we'll see about that uh other matches that we got we have kushida versus takahashi as we mentioned the former Keta, uh kamatami uh iwgp junior heavyweight championship match really looking forward to this cannot wait i think it's gonna be an awesome match and i believe both dudes are gonna bring it um, and I know Kushida is going to bring it because he's brought it all year. And, and, and like you said, Kamatachi Takahashi, he, he's incredible as well. And I think knowing this, knowing the, the stakes that are on the line and knowing that he's being vaulted into this huge spotlight, he's going to do great as well. So that's uh, that I, I cannot wait for that match. Uh, Naito defending his IWGP uh, Intercontinental Championship against Roshi Tanahashi, as we just mentioned. And then, of course, the main event, Okada uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kenny Omega. Uh, what do you think of those four matches so far? Because I am way into every single one of them, and every single one of them has the potential to be uh, four-star are better. Like, yeah, I, I just don't see a scenario where those don't shit. teeter it's around be that. The best. Uh, I'm so excited for so the juniors match. Uh, Naito and Tanahashi, very good chemistry. Um, Naito's a lot like Shibata in that I'm, I like him a lot. I've never championed him as this is my guy, but it's Tanahashi at the dome. I expect you know, stars to be a flowing. And then that, that main event, Okada Omega, I. I'm so excited for that match. It's it's going to be unreal. I mean, I have so much faith in Okada and Omega to deliver. Okada doesn't not deliver at the Dome. Okada is Wrestle Kingdom is his event now. He delivers every single year. Kenny Omega knows this is going to be the biggest match of his life, and he wants to show everyone that he doesn't need WWE. He doesn't need NXT. Kenny Omega is here in New Japan, and he's here to stay. I am. It's November tenth, nine forty three p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I am so excited for Omega versus Okada. I am ready for that match right now. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just five fifty five for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. 